Hey guys, just popping in here before the episode to state that we at Yeah No Yeah stand unwavering with the Black Lives Matter movement that is currently echoing throughout the world. We are vehemently against police brutality and violence and are in full and active support of the anti-racist initiatives and the defunding of police. We will continue to post black artists, podcasters, and more on our Yano Yan Instagram, as well as places that we ourselves have donated and other bailouts, fundraisers, you name it, all of which are black and or queer run. Stay safe, stay well, and please know that we stand with you, not just as your allies, but as your accomplices. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. I I don't, I've never, I, you, no. Yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah, that really kind of grosses me out. That was so organic. Thank you. I'm ready. I think so. Okay, I'll go first. Mine is kind of lame, but, you know, it's what I had in my head. Hi, I'm... And I'm pretty good with dates of major battles in the Civil War, but I will not remember the birthdays of my close friends and loved ones. (laughs) Hi, I'm Katie, and you can't handle the truth was actually told to me by my fortune teller last year. Okay, very good. That's true. I think I was there. You were. So... Uh, Katie and I uh, are coming to you with our final episode of the season, all about tarot, uh, how we feel about it, our encounters with it. Uh, I have a lovely anecdote about a tarot reader who um, uh, solved a murder. Um, I know you love murder. I'm trying to loop you all in with murder because, as we know, murder is what people love. Um, it's pretty, it's kind of a relief, honestly, uh, to be at the end of our season. It feels very weird. Katie and I have talked about this. It feels very weird to be putting out a lighthearted, jovial podcast at such a turbulent time. Hope everybody listening is protesting however they feel comfortable, whether that's by showing up at protests or donating or signing petitions. Um, but this is our last episode of the season. Um, We will be putting out episodes on our Patreon once a month, um, so you can check us out there. But otherwise, we're going to plan to be back with you in September. Hopefully, things will have come to some kind of resolution. Hopefully, we're all hoping for that, I feel like. Yes. And maybe we'll be in the studio together and can actually sit near each other. And maybe our audio will sound a little bit better. Um, But yeah, One can help. Follow us on Instagram uh, and Twitter for updates about uh, when we're going to be putting out our next episode. And also, Katie has been posting on Instagram about a podcast by people of color that she thinks that you all should know about. Um, I also wanted to mention that uh, last year I was on a podcast with Vex Carlos called Explain to Me, which is a podcast that specifically addresses issues facing people of color. And that podcast uh, sadly came to an end, but happily, uh, Bex Carlos, the host, has started a new podcast that ties in with today's episode, Tutia Bruja, an episode all about tarot. I was just listening. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I was just listening to their most recent episode, and uh, it's a lot of fun. So check it out, Tutia Bruja. Um, So, Katie, you and I 
have had our have gotten our cards read together twice. Twice, yeah. Once in Austin and then in New York. Yeah, and both times it was a really gratifying experience. I'll just say at the top, my uh, my take on this and that I'm going to get into in more detail is that I love how tarot is so open-ended and people who read tarot cards are very open about the fact that they're not trying to specifically predict, or at least the card readers that I've encountered, they're not trying to, to uh, predict specific events in your future. They're saying, here's what the cards say and you take it and interpret it however you want. So it's a much more like a psychological exercise and it's not so much someone uh, who I feel like with a lot of mediums and psychics that are out there are actually committing fraud and trying to convince yes. you something just to get money out of you. And I've never felt that. I didn't feel that either of the times we got our tarot read. Um, also, when we got our tarot read in New York, it was at a very pivotal, meaningful time in your life. And we were both feeling kind of like things were up in the air. And so we went to a tarot reader. And I think that we both came away uh, having gotten really a lot out of it. And mm -hmm. take it from there. Um, so we should also mention, I don't remember the restaurant, but the setting of this oh, yeah. was in its own way. So I will also say that this is the one form of mysticism that Molly likes. Like you, yeah. you really like, you like doing this and I like I doing it. it with you. You like yeah. it. Um, we went to the, I guess it was the Lower East Side, right? Yeah. Um, in, in New York and we... <laughs> We're pretty toasty, had a pretty few drinks toasty. at a few different bars and decided to ask around. And Molly asked a waitress about where we could get our tarot read in, uh, in the neighborhood. And she gave us this amazing recommendation that's a, a tiny little room above a really nice French restaurant. And the woman was sitting in a little corner next to, I don't remember if it was the bathrooms or the coat room, but there was definitely foot traffic that was not tarot related. Um, and we waited for her and she read both of our cards. And I will have to ask Molly for some input here because while I remember it feeling very big, the only thing I remember about my cards were that they were all upside down. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we were both, uh, hideously drunk at this point. So my recollection is foggy as well, but that is also the thing that stood out to me. Yeah. Um, you were at a point, we won't say what it was, but you were at a point where you were at a big, a big decision was in front yep. of you. And both of us, uh, I felt like I was at a point where I couldn't really give you any advice. It was very much like up to you. And you were really, it was a thing where you felt really pulled toward it, but you also uh, felt really pulled away from it. So, yeah, literally couldn't have it. been more in the middle. I couldn't have been more like if you just flipped a coin and it was heads, I would have done whatever that decision was. Like that's where I was at. Right. And this was our complicated, expensive way of flipping a coin. <laughs> Why didn't we just flip a coin? <laughs> you know, now I'm thinking we really should have. <laughs> lot more fun and it was very spooky you it so for those of you who've never gotten your tarot cards read um they'll say uh do you want three nine or 15 or the, you know they give you a mm -hmm. number of cards to pick and you picked a high number of cards so it was I don't remember exactly how many but it was more than 10 and all of them were upside down 
and she had every single them. one right and she had shuffled them and she was really um uh, i don't know i didn't get again from the two tarot readers i've encountered i didn't get a shystery vibe from her and then she read my cards and that didn't happen um, right it was like a pretty you know more what you would expect according to the laws of probability so you and i were very spooked and very shaken and the advice that she gave you kind of did inform your decision. It did. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you have no regrets. I have no regrets. I what did it mean again? Maybe we should, uh, maybe I'll look it up later. But what it did means, it mean that they were upside down? In the word, have you do you know that song? Um, uh, my analyst told me, or no, I don't actually know the name of the song, but it's something like that. Uh, by uh, you know that '70s lady. Oh, shit. I probably don't. Uh, Janice Jock. There's that line in it where it's like, uh, they told me I was crazy because I wouldn't drive on double-deckered buses, all because there wasn't a driver on the top. And then there's a voice that comes in that says, this chick is twisted, ooby shooby, flip city. And that's what I kept thinking when I saw all of your cards upside down. It means... <laughs> that everything is ooby shooby flip city flip city yeah that's also like very me Joni mitchell is the oh i i was my next guess was Joni. any mention of a bus it's like it's fucking Joni mitchell <laughs> the 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 bus broad as she was known <laughs> so yeah it was very spooky i was also trying to remember actually i have a very cute picture of us from the same night that we got our tarot read in austin it's like a little film strip we went into a photo booth which is not molly's favorite thing to do but it is mine um but she she humored me as she does um and that was more of a that was sort of a pivotal time for you was in the austin one it was like breakup time oh yeah i think that's probably why very cool breakup time yeah I think I was probably feeling uh freaky and up in the air at that point you did and yeah I don't really remember anything that pertained too much to my breakup for that reading I just remember um I remember <laughs> you're saying that your cup runneth over with divine feminine energy and I was like that sounds right <laughs> uh, and then she she talked about how like I pulled like the nine of swords or something yeah. she was like that means you have like a playful relationship with the men in your life which wasn't wrong and again I know that those are super vague things they could mean anything but what was freaky and spooky and cool about that one is that she said to you in that reading she was like you have a really bad relationship in your past that you need to leave in the past yeah and she said that to you and not me. And yeah. um, that I think that it's it's very true that while I've had relationships that didn't work out, I've never had a relationship with anyone who was evil, whereas I think you have. Many. And that was something that was kind of spelled out. So that that impressed me. And then uh, and then she also um, she and then I remember the second time the New York City tarot reading. <laughs> I remember saying like "Ooh, what about romantically like what's going on and the tarot reader was like really nothing um I see nothing happening for you anytime soon <laughs> and that I really liked because I feel like they're so as we'll talk about if you know anything about uh cold reading which is what a lot of psychics do they're always trying to say things that are vague that you might relate to in some way uh and they're also always trying to tell you things that you might want to hear 
Right. And this tarot reader didn't do any of that. No, (laughs) no, she was great. She had such a cool demeanor in that she like wasn't really warm or friendly. Like she was very like, yeah, this is kind of what the cards are saying. I remember she smelled smelled really nice. Look, if you smell and we like you. It was like meeting with an insurance adjuster. That's how (laughs) brusque and to the point and matter of fact it was. And frankly, we benefited from it. We really did. So that's enough about us. Um, enough we'll about to remember, it. If you're in the Lower East Side area, we'll try to remember what the name of that restaurant was and if we can remember yeah. to post it somewhere. So, so I Googled tarot, murder, just sort of fishing <laughs> to just see what would come up. And I was not disappointed. Um, so from The Independent, I found this story uh, about... Um, a man named Star Randall Hansen of Brighton, England, who went to visit a tarot reader and in the course of his tarot reading, uh, confessed to murdering his roommate. Uh, why did he confess? Well, Jane <laughs> Braden, the, uh, the tarot reader who owns JJ Tarot, uh, which you can find on the Brighton seafront, uh, she told him to pick 10 cards um, and the first th- through he drew the tower, the emperor, and the devil card caused him to break down into tears. As soon as he heard devil card, apparently. He was like, I'm the devil. Yeah. So she says, so she actually had to testify about this in court. And she told the court, uh, the first was the blasted tower, which means falling out with someone, a really serious row. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then there was the emperor, the dominant male. Then the devil card means obviously something awful. (laughs) (laughs) So again, you might say, okay, a fight, something bad, that doesn't necessarily mean anything, but because of the Barnum, uh, the the Barnum uh, fallacy, we all, um, the Barnum fallacy, for those of you who don't know, it's um, the, uh, the idea that everybody sees something, um, see something of, of themselves we have a tendency as people to take really personal meanings away from kind of vague general mm. uh, statements so um so uh he broke uh, so he broke down and crying uh, crying talking about this murder to the tarot reader and she was like look <laughs> this isn't great um i'm gonna go <laughs> call the police and he said okay Sure. And so she went and called the police and she said, I've seen her say in interviews that as soon as they heard her say, I'm a terror reader, they said, no, this is a prank call. And they hung up and she had to call back and she had to really convince them like, no, a guy just convinced, uh, just told, just confessed. Uh, to, uh, wow. Um, so eventually the police did believe it, took her seriously and went to this guy's apartment, found the guy's body, which was still there 10 oh. days later. Ugh. Yeah. Um, so apparently they were both middle-aged men and had met at church um, and they uh, stayed in the same room together. And Lovers. Shared a bed. <laughs> they shared a bed, but um, uh, the, the fella, uh, star Randall Hansen, said, no, we weren't lovers. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, sure. Who are we to say? Who are we to say? Um, but yeah, so, but apparently she was really good. She was really 
uh, able to keep him calm and they sort wow. of joked about how long it was taking for the police to arrive. <laughs> um, and in the end, they caught a murderer and were able to get to take poor Derek away. To wow. A better resting place. There was an in- so, the interview that she was on that you linked me to. Um, I guess she was on some morning talk show. And when she was about yeah. to explain what happened, the one of the hosts was like, oh, and you didn't see it coming. And she's like, I'm not a fortune t- teller. Like, I liked her, but she was like, yes. that's not what I do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was like, she yeah. Lays it out. Yeah. She lays it out and you decide what fucked up yes. you've done. I, appre- I appreciated her response. <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. So, Katie, <laughs> tell me. I th- so, we'll just touch on the fact that Brooklyn, Millennials, uh, uh, Austin, another city where you and I have both lived, mm-hmm. a lot of these cities, uh, there's sort of a burgeoning interest in tarot, and uh, a lot of people are really into it. And I've heard people uh, come up with various reasons for why tarot is so meaningful um, and why it's able to tell you things about yourself. So tell me your impression of what what is tarot? Where does it come from? Why is it so? Oh, God, I know literally nothing about tarot. (laughs) Literally nothing. If you you had to guess, just based on your impression, Hmm. what do you think it is? Like, why do I think that it's mystical and magical? Yeah. I'm going to imagine it's probably from whenever, I don't know. Can I say this because I'm Hungarian, a gypsy thing? Okay, so very good. A lot of people <laughs> say, uh, say say that they, that's what they think it is. Uh, ancient Egypt also oh. comes up a lot. I'm going to explain why. Okay, so I'm not going to go too much into, into depth. Um, It's so complicated and it's so buried in the occult, but I'm going to give you kind of the blow blow. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's uh, the oldest tarot deck that we have, that it still exists today is called the Visconti Sforza deck. And it dates back to the 15th century. And it's uh, from the Duke of Milan's family. So it's Italian. And uh, Italians in the 15th century, these are the, this is the earliest known, actually historically known origin of tarot. In Italy, they played a game called Tarocchi, which is uh, supposed to resemble modern day bridge. I don't know anything about bridge, so that doesn't really help me. I know that it's a very complicated card game. Yes, my grandma, bridge master. Okay. (laughs) So, and I also know that it's uh, very complicated and played with multiple decks to just give you an idea of how much of a pain in the ass the instructions (laughs) would be too. If you're the kind of person who sighs in exhaustion when uh, someone pulls out the rules to like Yahtzee or whatever. This is not the game. Yeah. So, uh, so they think that the name comes from uh, the Tyro River in Northern Italy. Oh, Wow. So what a surprise. Mystical. Yeah, there yeah. again. They strike again. Strike again. Um, so a typical a typical tarot deck has 78 different cards. Uh, this information I got from D magazine. Um, they're divvied up into the minor arcana, which are 56 cards that uh, that's where you get like your swords and your cups and your wands. Those are kind of the basic suits 
there are other suits, but it's all things like that. Um, they're just like day-to-day objects mm-hmm. that would have been around in the 15th century. And then there are the 22 cards that are called the major arcana, and those are the trump cards. Um, and when you're getting your cards read, those are generally the really dramatic cards that people go, ah, devil card. card. So like, the devil card, um, the, uh, the hanged man is another really spooky uh. one. Uh, the Hierophant, the High Priestess, all those cards are trump cards. So they're like, the yeah, that's like the more, if you've ever gotten your cards right, you know, that's when uh, the, the, the the tarot reader will gasp and clutch her <laughs> shawl. That's when you start confessing to murder. That's when you confess <laughs> to murder, when the major arcana uh, cards come out. So the reason why we think ancient Egypt, gypsy, uh, is because of 18th century French occultists mm-hmm. basically decided that they <laughs> wanted that to be the origin. Yeah. Um, so there was an, uh, the very first um, author to come out with this co- uh, connection was named Court uh, de Gebelin, I believe, uh, is how you pronounce that. Uh, he, was an, uh, he wrote a book in 1781 or published a book in 1781 that was the first book that tied the tarot to the occult uh and to and he was also the one who said oh yeah it comes from ancient egypt he also made connections to kabbalah hebrew mysticism uh then came attila a french occultist whose real name is jean baptiste aliette and Attila is Aliette backwards, which is because that's something to do with how Hebrew is written. Like it's written left to uh, right or right to left, uh, right yeah. to left. Yeah. So something. So he was another one who further underlined the connection between tarot and esoteric magical traditions. So these are, so, and before that, I also want to mention before that, uh, Jean-Baptiste Alliette was a barber and a wig maker, but he found that he could make more money basically by being a cardomancer, which is a fancy word for someone who uh, uses cards for divination. Okay. Um, But yeah, I also wanted to mention that um, if you look at the origin of playing cards, which why would you, but all that (laughs) stuff about like swords and cups and wands, those are similar to like hearts and clubs and diamonds and spades that we say. So it's the same kind of thing where it was just like, right. It's just a suit of cards that, um, that yeah, has parallels to what we would see in modern uh, modern decks of playing cards. So, um, so Paul Christian, um, so by the way, I got this information, most of the information, um, that I, uh, that I got is, uh, from a book called, the, uh, The Tarot by Robert M. Place. And, uh, he, uh, he, he talked about another, um, another French, uh, another Frenchman who uh, decided that he knew what the tarot was all about. He uh, was named Paul Christian, and Place, the author I just mentioned, called him a French charlatan who actually forged documents to tie tarot cards to ancient Egypt, hmm. uh, ancient Egyptian mystery cults. What? So it was like a whole French conspiracy to make us all think these cards came from ancient. Why Egypt. do they hate <laughs> Italians so much? I'm sorry, I'm getting very worked up. Yeah, I think I guess it just like wouldn't sound cool. Um, it just wouldn't sound cool enough. It was just like, oh, we stole this from Italy. 
Uh, my <laughs> other theory is just, I think back then they were like, oh, if we connect it to something ancient, it'll have more sure, yeah. as a form of divination. That's just speculation. I don't actually know. So um, the cards made their way to an English occult group called the Golden. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, this is a group that spells magic with a CK. <laughs> I feel like that's say no more Uh, and who was also a member of the golden dawn a one mr alistair crowley and what do we know about him well i feel like you and i have um thrown around the word nerd i was gonna say he's a magic nerd right (laughs) he's a big old magic nerd so today we associate him with uh satanism Mm. uh satanic satanic rituals he never actually said that he was a satanist it's something that he's written a lot about uh esoterica um that makes uh, and the occult mm-hmm. that have then been taken uh by mo- the modern satanic church um and he was very anti-christian but he never said he anyway the point is a lot of his writings are used by the satanic church he was really into tarot um, and he also wrote, made his own tarot deck that further he tried to tie to ancient Egypt by calling it the Book of Thoth. And Thoth was the ancient Egyptian god of writing and magic. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a real ancient Egyptian book called the Book of Thoth, not to be confused. His book was basically, if you've ever read anything by Aleister Crowley, it's very rambling and frankly, very boring. And I think you would only be interested in it if you were a teen and <laughs> that works really at Starbucks. thinking that year. Right. A teen that works at Starbucks. I knew so, a teen yeah, that just, worked at Starbucks who would read Aleister Crowley when they were on their shift and like <laughs> they were only black. It was all. Yeah. I remember thinking like Satan would think you're a nerd. <laughs> yeah. Satan doesn't uh, necessarily. No. You, I don't think. No, sorry, he told sorry, me. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. So, so, um, you know, our friend Tug, Tug mm-hmm. Bodani, she was on a very old episode of Yano. Yeah. She and I went together to a situation right. that we, um, this was again back in Austin. There's this tiny, tiny little satanic church that holds, um, uh, has its uh, mass, masses. Yeah, masses on uh in this little strip mall that's in this middle of this industrial park in far i want to say east austin and when we went we saw a description of what the mass would be like and it was something about the rites of venus so we assumed incorrectly that it would have some kind of feminist overtones it did not it turns out the rites of venus are about when uh mars as a constellation takes over in the sky uh, Alistair Crowley was like big into tying like all this ancient Egyptian and astrological mumbo jumbo all together. Tune in next season for our episode on astrology. And uh, he, so this little skit that we watched um, performed by these satanic church members. And the vibe of the church was very um, Renaissance mm-hmm. festival after hours. Like it was just like, oh, good, these people <laughs> have somewhere else to wear them. Wasn't so, it in it, like a strip mall? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did just say that. I Sorry, were... I was thinking about uh, Aleister Crowley. Okay, yeah, he uh, he's. Do you know what he no, looks like? No, I don't. 
Oh, he looks like Dr. Evil almost. Ball? Exactly. Very oh, bald. And yeah, um, just like a ball. A lot of his rituals had a lot to do with sex. And he just like very much like fits the stereotype of a guy who tries to start a mm, to get Got sleep. it. I'll just I'll just leave it at that. So this skit that we watched um, had <laughs> so long, so boring, and then it ends with this man uh, sort of miming. He pretends to beat Venus to death, <laughs> played by an attractive woman, and then at the end, after she's dead and he's taking over. He uh, removes his tunic and he's naked on stage, um, which was alarming. So it was just that, and that's how <laughs> I feel about a lot of. That's how I feel about a lot of satanic Alistair Crowley mm-hmm. products. Is just like boring, 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 boring. Ah, ooh, whoa, ooh, uh, f- fight or flight. It's a lot of that. that. So. So then afterwards, we were like, we want to really milk this. So we like hung out for like the <laughs> cheese and cracker portion of the mass. And we talked to some people. And there was one guy there who I remember talking to who said that he didn't make any decision in his life without looking at a tarot. Really? Like the way he just, the way he described it, it sounded like he had some kind of obsessive compulsive deal with tarot cards where it was just like it was all and at the time I didn't really get that how connected Alistair Crowley and uh, tarot cards are but they are I'm imagining the guy now I can only think of a guy who lays in bed and next to him is a tarot deck and he's like do I wake up and he like flips over and it's the devil card he's like back to sleep I go today but no really that's what it's like yeah yeah so um, so, okay, so that's all of the connections I have with the, uh, the occult and why we think that it's ancient Egyptian. And they also, I know I didn't mention this. Gypsies, but yeah, the French occultists were also saying, oh, yeah, it was gypsies that spread it from Egypt. Yeah, that sounds right. That's all a lie and a sham. And uh, it's from Italy. Sorry. It was a card game from Italy. I'm sorry if that I had that, that honestly makes me like it more. Genuinely. Me too. Me too. So, okay. I really, uh, so I mentioned a little bit that I feel like tarot cards are such a good alternative to mm-hmm. mediums. Um, so we're going to talk about <laughs> some of the mediums, particularly in this celebrity realm, that have really hurt <laughs> me, especially as of late. This really came to top of mind. Uh, Goop, I think we've talked about this. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow we did a whole episode about Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop and now she's put out a show on Netflix um, it's something like like 10 episodes of her just exploring different mystical holistic um, maybe it has some kind of medical benefit but probably it's just sort of mysticism and bullshit Um, and one of her episodes was specifically about mediums and on that episode she has a psychic medium named Laura Lynn Jackson on the show. And Laura Lynn Jackson's whole deal, I've seen her mm-hmm. in other outlets. Uh, her whole spiel is we're all psychics. We all have psychic ability. And we just have to learn. To yeah, people love to say that. Just tune in, drop out, talk to your, talk to your dead family. Um, so during this episode of Goop, which I loved, uh, she tries to read Anahito, 
who uh, at the time I believe was the food editor. Mm-hmm. Um, and Anna, they make it clear that the episode that she's a skeptic. She doesn't really buy. She's the only one in the Goop crew <laughs> who's kind of resisting the Goop idea gang. that that's that this is a the Goop gang. Um, so, so she sits down with a psychic. Look it up if you if you only watch one little portion of this show. Let it be this moment. Um, so Laura Lynn Jackson sits down with Anna the skeptic, and she starts to say like, oh, "Okay, I'm getting twins in the family, or a Gemini, <laughs> like maybe June, which is a classic cold reading." Topic. Okay which is they which is they put out maybe it's a twin maybe it's a literal twin maybe it's just something to do with the astrological sign gemini maybe it's just the month of june and like putting a feeler chances yeah that that, what are the chances that that wouldn't hit somebody (laughs) um but it doesn't hit anna so and then she keeps going she's like okay i'll come back to that and she says, I have a female figure coming in and I feel like it's your grandmother's sister. And Anna comes back with, my grandmother didn't have a sister. Sorry, bitch. <laughs> uh, and then she's like, okay, there's something with a trip to Mexico. Is there like a funny story or a picture about a donkey? <laughs> or is there something about Shrek? <laughs> Again, a donkey, picture, donkey, Shrek, Shrek somebody, <laughs> somewhere. Again, nothing. And then she says, who in the family, maybe a grandfather, passed really quickly. And Anna's like, yeah, I do have a grandfather who died. Right. Who doesn't, frankly. So then, then the magic moment happens when someone off camera says, I think you might actually be reading Uh Lindsay. And then they go, they point the camera at Lindsay, who's an associate producer, who's crying. Oh, God. And Laura, the, psych- the psychic medium goes, that can happen very <laughs> confidently. Like, Lindsay's oh, like, my pet donkey. Died. <laughs> right, right. So Lindsay explains that her grandfather oh, just wow. died very recently. Her grandmother is a twin. She's getting married in Mexico next year. Uh, the Shrek thing works because uh, her father was joking that he wanted a photo booth at their wedding uh, in Mexico, and he wanted a photo booth to include a dog. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's a little yeah. bad, everybody. I feel like we can all picture <laughs> what uh, and then she was saying that her grandpa laughed about this hilarious donkey bit in the hospital <laughs> just before he died. Oh my God, it's so specific. Oh, or is, is it? it? Or is it just, or have we all had a grandfather die suddenly and then something about a donkey and then something about a Gemini? Like that to me was like a perfect example of what, how psychics are able to yeah. do what they do, right? Where and you see that if you see psychics perform on stage, a lot of the time it's very easy for them because they can just shout something like, oh, so, uh, something about John. Does anybody know a dead John? Everybody. Everybody does. <laughs> or a lot of people do. And so then they can just be like, okay, yeah, over here, something from over this side of the audience. And then because mm-hmm. people want to hear from dead John, Dead John, who was such a hoot, he always had that donkey, he had such a twinkle in his eye, he was a such a fun Gemini, 
And then they're all jumping yeah. around like, it's me. People are so about. willing to like, because they're so desperate to hear from dead John. They're so willing to believe it. And this is what's it's so sick and objectionable about the whole psychic medium thing is it's like they're, they've been called by other people. Uh, yeah. Vampires, which I think is quite accurate. Um, my, our favorite or our, <laughs> our favorite celebrity medium to not care for is uh, yeah. Henry, who uh, his show, The Hollywood Medium, uh, it started in 2016, season five premiered this year. Wow. It's still going strong. Five years with that little nerd. Yeah. So Tyler Henry is a very slight uh, young man. He, I think, was in his late. He's yeah, he was 19, a I believe, when this when this got off the ground. Now he's, uh, I think, twenty in his mid twenties. Um, and then I believe his first appearance was on uh, the Keeping yeah. Up with the Kardashians. Right? They had an episode with him, and then then he got his own show on E. You were telling me about a funny run-in. Yeah, so this Chloe. wasn't in when he appeared on their show. I, I've i seen the snippet of when Chloe, I guess, was on his. And it was just the two of them. Um, and again, he claims, one of his claims is that he never looks people up before meeting them. He doesn't know these, oh, God, I don't, Chloe Kardashian, I guess that's somebody. I guess I'll have her over. Um, and so he read her and he was... <laughs> I'm seeing something about. I'm seeing. I'm seeing a a, a, a big a big old double cheeseburger. No, um, a, a giant peach, uh, a, a a freshly risen uh, sourdough uh, <laughs> bread. Uh, something giant and something yeah. Like he really around. acts like he has no. Yeah, idea. he has no idea what's going on. Yeah. And she something that I liked was he said, you know, I'm just predicting that. You're just not going to have a lot of luck with relationships. Again, easy to say about someone who is in the lot, you know, in the slime light and a star. And then he was like, and there's someone with like an R, an R name that's really trying to come through. And she has like a very famously dead dad, Robert Kardashian. And yeah, it was just sort of like, and she's right. obviously crying and like into this whole thing. And it really feels, it feels worth coming from such a little slimy little nerd whose mom drives him around or did at least in his early episodes. Right. Because it's also, I guess what we're saying about him is he seems like someone who would be yeah. so harmless. And he's not. He's so yes. harmful. Right. Yeah. So he has been accused of doing what's called, I've mentioned cold reading. He's been accused of doing quite a bit of hot reading which is when you look stuff up about people. So his clients are uh, that who he sees on E are celebrities, obviously. So it makes sense that there's a lot of information that's already in the public eye. Um, the outline, which is a, I think they're only online, uh, an outlet did a good breakdown of his mm. flower reading where they take you through all the things he says to Matt Lauer and they're like, okay, well, he brought an old knife. So it's not really that much of a stretch to think like, this probably is from an old man, a grandfather <laughs> perhaps. Um, and, then, and then they point out that the other stuff that he talks about, like Matt Lauer loves fishing. He uh, has been known to snore. Um, these are all things that Matt Lauer has mentioned at various points. 
if he had said something like, oh, I'm seeing a desk with a button under it and a door shutting suddenly, like that would actually right. be interesting and like information we could use. I you know what do I'm know what you're talking about, I think. He's a, he's yeah, a pervert. Yeah, he hits his it. button and closes women in. Right. Yeah, that would have been nice. But he didn't yeah. bring his weird button. Like, he brought his grandfather's <laughs> knife. Oh, that's true. It. Uh, you're so right. It has to do Sorry. with the object that the person brings. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so they pointed out, and then I've seen other places mm. accuse Tyler Henry of like he only brings up stuff on this show that's like pretty easily Googleable. So I did do a spot check of this, and I watched uh, Snooki, the Snooki <laughs> episode of uh, the Hollywood Medium, and she he brings up her mother's brother who had a mustache that everyone told him he needed to shave, but he wouldn't. Something with an L, and Snooki's like, "Ow, yeah!" <laughs> and uh, she apparently that's very accurate. I did try and look into this, and I, I didn't see anything that's been published about that. I'm not saying that that information isn't available to someone who's really deeply researching someone. I'm just saying, like, it wasn't. It's probably first, not you know, hard pressed to assume an Italian man has a mustache. Sure. Yeah, I think that that is very fair. Um, yeah. Also, You're like yeah, Leonardo. Oh, you know. the name of. Yeah. Yeah, Lorenzo. I yeah. think her son's name, I believe. But yeah, so it's not it. Yeah, the, an L name is not really hard to come up with. But I just wanted to mention that. Um, but there are also mediums in the cele- or uh, there are also celebrity tarot readers who work specifically with tarot uh, mm-hmm. uh, celebrity clients. Um, there's one woman I found an article uh, an article in Cosmo about. Uh, her name is Angie Benicki. And she used to be a publicist, and then she switched to being a tarot reader. And she seems a lot more, like, level-headed, and she says, hey, uh, uh, my readings are rooted in intuition rather than okay. powers. Um, and she's worked with celebrities like Ellen Pompeo. Oh, sign me up. I'm on the same level as them. Right. Um, I also like that she offers <laughs> readings accompanied by playlists. Bye. Sorry that what was that? the devil came out. It was a car driving by. Okay. Well, yeah. we live in turbulent times. Um, but yeah, there was an interview in Well and Good magazine where uh, a, uh, a woman named Kells McPhillips talked about a reading that she got from Banneke. Uh She offers virtual sessions. And uh, yeah, she has playlists that goes along with her readings and uh she shares the songs that pop into her head as she talks to you. um and then for mcphillips for mcphillips she said that the songs that she was getting were ride with me by nelly and i like that by richard vision and mystery of love by sophia stevens and she said like those are the songs in my head you must be madly in love um and then apparently that what McPhillips oh. says that was true. You don't just get ride with me in your oh, head that is true. for no reason, Katie. Yeah. Um, so then I was thinking like, oh, this Benicki woman, she's really on the level. I like what she's putting out there. She's mm-hmm. a wholesome presence in the world of celebrity psychics and mediums. 
But then I was on Twitter and she tweeted a link to an article um, about Faladin, which is an app uh, from Turkey um, that has that's replacing traditional in Turkey a popular form of divination is to you drink a cup of coffee and Ooh, yeah. look at your coffee grounds and they tell your future that way. So there's this app that's taking business away from no. coffee ground fortune tellers by allowing users to upload pictures oh, of their cups God. of coffee. Yeah. And then there's a team of 30 people who are supposedly accredited licensed no. fortune tellers who then I don't, I don't like that. Like that. I, don't like I don't like that, that at all. That's a... Also, who, anyone, ugh, no. people that would use that app also frustrate me. But I don't know. I guess these are times where we're shut in and we have it's... no other choice. That's true. I think it's an acceptable option for the pandemic. But if I'm getting my coffee grounds read in general, oh. I want to go to the oldest, shriveliest. Shawliest me woman fucking I too i actually just uh bid at an auction where the benefits went to a black lives matter uh charity or like a i think it was a bailout and i won what i won mm-hmm. what i was bidding on was an old uh fortune teller cup from the 70s and when i get it yeah. i actually do want to try to read your tea your tea fortune I'm going to look up how to do it, but I I think it would be really fun. That's exciting. Maybe we'll put that on Patreon. Uh, Katie and I are going to get our tarot cards read, and we're going to put that on Patreon. So look forward to that. If you're, Do you believe in any sort of, like, clairvoyance? No. I think that a lot of what goes on is I feel like humans do have a good amount of non-mystical intuition I feel like and I think that there are some people who are better at it than others who are good at getting a sense I also feel like okay I would never describe myself as remotely intuitive because I'm not um or like someone who's good at Mm -hmm. sensing vibrations or whatever but I do feel like I look at someone and uh like okay for instance oh Oh, I want to know I heard someone (laughs) Okay, like, I'll hear that someone has a name, like, uh, uh, okay, Travis, and I'll make a bunch of assumptions about that. Sure. Right? But based on their name. Um, And I've, or okay, Brittany, spelled with an I. Uh, If anyone listening meets that description, I'm not saying I'm assuming bad things, but I'm assuming that you took a lot of gymnastics as a kid. You know, innocent things like that. But I feel like I could going off of, they talk about this in Freakonomics where they talk about how much uh, weight and information is attached to your name. I'm saying like, of course, that's been used to unfairly stereotype people. But as someone who has known Britney's and Travis's, I feel kind of better equipped to use my intuition to uh, make maybe a few assumptions about them. So, um yeah, so I think I agree. I I think I have a clairvoyance of sorts, but it really is just like it's not hard to guess a lot of things about like who's going to reach out. I always say like I can feel when I'm going to hear from so and so or there was like that time when you were listening to music and I literally I was like, "Oh, we, when you were listening to the Talking Heads, you were like, 
how did you know I was listening? It's just like little, I really can feel it, but not in a way that I have a vision. I just am like, yeah, okay. That like, that checks out. Right. Okay. And also I wish I'd used myself as, as an example with that name thing. You hear my name is Molly. If you further know my middle name is Bronwyn, you're going to say, uh, I'll bet you're wearing a, 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 a something with sailboats on it. And you maybe majored in art. History. Call me crazy. You know what? I, like I saw like a tweet that cracked me up recently was like, uh, being named it was the hands holding uh, the black and white hands holding each other and one is being <laughs> named Molly and the other was uh, dressing like that American <laughs> yeah. girl doll and then someone and then and then someone commented below that also majoring in our history that's awesome like, ah! <laughs> yeah so I think there's just a lot of stuff that as humans I don't think that that I think that there is not as much variety among humans as agreed we tell ourselves that there is I feel like there are maybe 11 types of people who make like maybe 10 kinds of choices you know what I mean and it's just like yeah I just feel like if you've maybe made it to age 31 intact you've probably developed the ability to draw there you go about people it's kind of it kind of it but i love it it's very fun fun, and i think you should support your local uh, support your local brujas because we're into that i'm into all the mystical weird stuff as you know i i find it uh thrilling right right I will say uh, you have had things that land that are really good, but you've also done a lot of the cold reading thing where you say like, I feel like like when I was doing more mm-hmm. tindering and hinge dates, you would say, I feel like you're going to have <laughs> this kind of date. And I remember there was like a streak where you were wrong every time where you were like, and then you really hated like him. him. <laughs> or, oh, you're definitely going to sleep with him. Yeah, I've learned over yeah. time I cannot yeah. read and men. And that is okay. <laughs> I feel like a lot of women have spent a lot of time trying to figure out through divination and just their own brains trying to figure out like what are the men in my life doing and that I will say um, if I am intuitive in any way I will tell you with full certainty yeah oh I I couldn't agree more if you're gonna go to tarot get a reading don't do it because you want to figure out a man do it to figure out what you want to do about that man honey yeah yeah, uh, tarot, snooping through his phone, like whatever you suspect is the case. Yes, like, my grandma, I've told, I'm sure I've told you this, but she always said, if you have, if you look, you will find. And that is true. And that's just about, you know, in any way, if you feel you have to question it, it's probably the case. I feel like that's a good <laughs> note to end this season on. Go with your gut. Don't go with someone yes. else's gut. Go yes. with your gut. All right. Are you guys going okay with that? Be safe this summer. Be safe. Black Hell yeah. Lives matter. If you want to go and take a ride with me, three